Oh my god, I have been recording this whole time. I was like, I'm glad I haven't been recording this. Erin is a self-proclaimed authenticity expert who stopped subscribing to the bullshit a long time ago. A two-time survivor of sexual violence, she knows that in order to find true happiness, you've got to do some work on yourself for yourself. Jenna battled anorexia for 11 years with many ups and downs. She's currently working to find true recovery and sharing her journey along the way. Finding authenticity is all about being true to ourselves without having to apologize for it. So stay tuned for all the mental health, adulting, self-development, and day-to-day musings for us And welcome to the Finding Authenticity podcast with Erin and Jen. back to the finding authenticity podcast this week we're talking about relationships and boys because jen and i are both straight so the only relationships we have to talk about are with men unfortunately also we hope you like our new audio if it is actually any different once we record this and listen to it back because we both have microphones now and i can't stop doing asmr (laughs) and i hate it a lot but also i feel super professional and it's super fun yeah um this makes me I actually used it the other night like around my room obviously not connected to anything uh, still need an adapter so I can plug it into my phone so I can actually use it to like do stuff because man I'll just like this gives me a whole new personality I stick the microphone in front of me and I'm a whole brand new bitch I'm like all right tonight on the six o'clock news we are talking about <laughs> dead dead so I need to get the adapter you've been watching, you've been watching the news too much <laughs> that was the first thing that came to your mind I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was ASMR, but clearly, I'm not allowed to do that while recording the podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's another issue in and of itself. I mean, what are you doing in your free time? Nothing. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <gasps> but for real though, how are you? How have you been? I have been pretty okay. Yesterday was so beautiful outside, which was so fucking nice. And I think next week there's supposed to be some nice days as well and it's finally looking like it's gonna get warm and kind of stay warm ish at least so i'm thankful for that um today's not quite as nice but it's still like not freezing so that's pretty good i found this week has kind of been dragging though it's been a hard week for a lot of people i know um my mom's a high school teacher and she said a lot of her students are struggling in the staff i think everyone's kind of hitting their quarantine wall a little bit this week two months is a fucking long time man to be doing this and we're there now so i think a lot of people are starting to lose their marbles a little bit for so many weeks now it's been like okay maybe next week they'll say something that's gonna change or be a little different or lift a little bit of the restrictions and to be fair i think golf courses are opening or something but i don't golf first of all and i just really would like him to say um hey you can hang out with like two people just expand your bubble to two other people and I'm like okay cool so I could hang out with Aaron and then we're fine sorry I had to burp and I didn't want to do it into the microphone <laughs> I honestly thought you were dabbing <laughs> no oh <laughs> like that's new I don't even remember what I was saying um moral of the story quarantine has been hard this week I miss my friends can't wait for it to get a little bit nicer so I can spend more time outside. So. Uh, maybe you want to tell everybody about your sick-ass art you've been making? Oh, yeah. I've been making some art. 
It's been like my <laughs> quarantine hobby. It's been my goal kind of from the beginning of quarantine, but I feel like everyone had initial plans and then the stress and anxiety of being in a pandemic kind of put a lot of things on hold. <laughs> um, and also being in recovery and trying to figure out how to manage that in this whole situation. There was a lot going on. But yeah, so I've started using the app Procreate on my iPad and doing some doodles and art and stuff like that, doing some portraits of people, and it's really fun. And I'm trying to kind of expand my avenues with that. I also want to start making more graphics for my Instagram. So kind of exciting. Gives me something to do, you know? Will you please draw me a pig with that app? I would like one. Thank you very much. Yes. Would you like yourself as a pig? No. <laughs> with a pig? Yes, with a pig. I have a few pictures that you can model it off of. Perfect. Or I can I can do both. I can do it all. Honestly, just send me photos of you and I'll just do it. Oh my god, God bless. So when you see my Instagram, all graphics, you'll know who it is. Yes. How have you been? Oh my god, it's so good. But first, uh, actually not so good. What, who the fuck am I talking to? I've been trash this week. But uh, first of all, two questions. One, why do you have a band-aid? And two, does it have cats on it? Okay. One, it was bleeding. Number two, it has Tigger on it. Oh my god, that's precious. Welcome to the Finding Authenticity podcast, where we're two adult women who are actually just children. I am very much a child. Same. Uh, in the winter, I have polar bear sheets. So, but Mine I love them. Here. It's so easy to figure out how, like, for the fitted sheet, it's like the polar bears only go in one direction. So it's like you know how to put it on. You don't have to lay like, oh my god, which is the long way and which is the short way. That's honestly the worst. I was putting them on my sheets today, and I was switching over to like my just plain white ones, and I put them on the wrong. I I think I put them on like diagonal at first, and then I figured it out. But it was the struggle. <laughs> How is that even possible? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so um, I have been a complete and utter garbage person this week. Uh, on Monday, I had an absolute meltdown. Huge meltdown. My quarantine meltdown, it's like I like peaked in what I could handle. And then I just crashed and burned. And I spent the whole day crying and hating the world. And I was like, fuck this. It all sucks. My life is ruined. It's taken everything away from me. Um, and then I remember that I'm a bad bitch and can handle anything. Which I was at the end of the day when I started to feel better. Because I like journaled out all my feelings. And like let myself feel them. I was like, wow. I'm actually like really healthy. Because uh, that could have taken so fucking long for me to figure out. Oh yeah, this week has been a little bit. It, it feels like it. Each day has kind of just, like, been getting away from me. Man, I need to get through these LinkedIn learning courses. And then each day, I keep getting pulled in, like, a million different directions by my family to do stuff, which is totally fine. But also, um, I have my own things that I would like to do, but I'm the only one in our household that's not working. So then it all falls on me, and I don't want it to always fall on me. Because then my day gets away from me, and I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I had all the stuff planned. And I did none of it. And not even of my own fault. Like say, I haven't done one LinkedIn learning course yet. But that's it, you know. That's my life right now. I think we're going to get better from now on. So, let's talk about relationships. And I would like to thank 
One of our most engaged listeners, Tori, for this topic idea, she asked it during our Q&A episode, and we decided we're going to make a whole episode about it. Because why not? So yeah, we're going to be talking about relationships and how it is to navigate that as two young ladies living in this world who also have crippling mental health issues. Like I said, this microphone makes me a whole new person. <laughs> I hope you all enjoy how like much of a hot mess we are this week. Uh, I hope it's entertaining to you. I have way too much energy, so I feel like I'm bouncing off the walls, and I can see Jen's drinking an iced coffee right now. So she's probably going to join me shortly on the Bouncing Off the Wall Club. Jen, why don't you give us a brief dating history? Just to start off here. Oh, well, it'll be brief, I'll tell ya, sister. <laughs> I almost spit out my tea. <laughs> um, okay, so, personally... I have not been in a ton of relationships. I was in one when I was 18. It was my first relationship, first pretty much everything. It's only three months, but it was not a very healthy relationship, which I realized after the fact. Basically, I relied solely on this guy and thought the only reason I was happy was because he was in my life. I contemplated switching schools, switching programs just to be with him, and basically not my finest moments. Uh, So after that, I wasn't really, like, I don't know, in university, I kind of just floated around in my own thing, Um, was never really in any serious relationships I was seeing another guy for a bit but then after the fact he decided to tell me oh also oh I forgot first relationship guy broke up with me on my 19th birthday over text so yeah that what was a bitch <laughs> that was super fun also my birthday is near Christmas so I already had his Christmas present so I had to go return it but anyway so yeah and then I was seeing another guy for a few months in my second year of university and that was also not a really good relationship. Uh, it was more, I don't, at that time, I think I was just more into having fun and doing whatever. I wasn't really thinking about the future and I was still learning a lot about myself and life. Uh, you know, 18, 19, you don't necessarily know what the fuck's going on, but you think that you're on top of the world. And yeah, so that kind of ended. And then I ended up hooking up with his roommate consistently the following year so that was that was good times and also he was a shit guy we went to New Jersey not the roommate sorry the initial guy we went to New Jersey because he had this thing he had to go to and I paid for the Airbnb at first and obviously I assumed he would pay me for half but then he ended up buying booze because we were in the states and I wasn't legal there and I was like, that's fine. Just like, don't pay me back for your half of the Airbnb. It was only for one night. So obviously it would have equaled out. And he was like, yeah, no, I wasn't going to pay you for it anyway. And I'm like, um, excuse me. Are you fucking kidding me? Also, also we're driving to New Jersey and I fall asleep, I guess. I don't know. Cars put me to sleep. And it was also close to sleeping time. (laughs) And he's like, oh my God, we're almost out of gas. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, I told you to remind me to get off and get gas. And I'm like, dude, I was sleeping. You're the driver. You should pay attention. And then, so we ended up having to sleep in the car because the gas stations in the U.S. don't take Canadian credit cards at the machines and they weren't open. 
So we were sleeping in the car until 5 a.m. when the gas station finally opened. And then we finally drive to the Airbnb, lie in bed for like half an hour before we have to go to this stupid fucking thing for him. Yeah. Was this the Poco stick guy? (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was. (laughs) So this is like super embarrassing. Like he was a professional Pogo sticker. Yeah, it is what it sounds like. Don't ask more questions. Um, if you really want, you can Google it and judge me because I judge myself. But yeah, so that was my second sort of relationship. But then he, after the fact, apparently he said we were never in a relationship. So I was like, okay, well, fuck you. Also, don't care because I'd rather forget that that whole part existed. Um, and then other than that, I just kind of went on dates, hooked up with guys. You know, all that fun stuff. There's another guy that I was seeing a little bit regularly in my fourth, no, third year, fourth year, I think fourth year, but that never really turned into anything. And after we stopped talking, he got a girlfriend pretty soon after that. So, yeah, I just love when that happens. I feel like it happens like all the time when I'm talking to a guy or something and then all of a sudden it ends and then he has this other girl and I'm like, oh, well, fuck me, I guess. I have been involved with too many men, not usually that I've like officially dated, but sometimes, and then it will end, and then not very long later, they'll be in a new relationship, and honestly, every time that's happened, they're still together to this day, one of them is married to that person, a couple of them are living together, and I'm just like, am I the person you date before you find your like forever love? No, literally. I feel that, because the one guy that I'm talking about, I always go back and lurk him, for fun sometimes i'm like oh i wonder what he's doing with his life they're still fucking together and this is like however many years later and then randomly last summer my mom and i are in downtown toronto and walk out of the ghost station and he and his girlfriend are standing right there and i'm like oh my god what the fuck like we walk by and i don't even know if he saw me but it was so odd <laughs> anyway dude not that i deserve credit for like, every guy who then is like committed afterwards but i'm gonna take some credit you know i made him better he was with me. I was good to him. He was probably shit with me. But then he saw how good it was and how good it could be. And then they find the one. And I'm like, thank you. I designed it. You're welcome, girl, for all the work I put in. I'm just kidding. You know what? Their, relation- their relationships also probably took lots of work. And um, kudos to them. I really don't deserve any credit. But I'm a little bitter, so I'm going to take some. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, I think that's the extent of my dating life, so why don't you go on, give a little sneak peek of yours. Well, I'm going to call myself as a serial short-term monogamous, <laughs> because I've had a lot of quote-unquote relationships that have lasted three to six months as a mostly semi-adult, so like when I was in university, and then a couple after university, Well, that's about it. I mean, well, not like I had high school relationships and those were my longest and most serious relationships. One when I was 16 to 17, no, 15, 16, 10th to 11th grade. (laughs) And then um, me and my good man, Troy, still love him to death, but not like that. We're just homies now. We dated from grade 12 up until most of like most of first year. God bless that man. Um, Was in love both of those times. And then I had a bunch of little itty bitty relationships uh, up until like a couple months ago. (laughs) 
because I love relationships. I just, you know, I pick the wrong men and sometimes I'm not ready and I'm 100% the problem. Also, like a lot of insecure men who like expect me to fix their life. I've had that so many times, like in university and outside of university. And I'm like, I'm not going to solve all your problems. I'm here to support you, but I'm not a magic fix to everything. Yeah, you seem to uh, be a magnet for those. It's just because I'm so fucking awesome. And they're like, I also want to be fucking awesome. And I'm like, I want you to be awesome too. But you got to figure that shit out on your own. <laughs> Valid. They're like, wow, she's overcome so much, which I have. And now she's like, pretty kick ass and like figuring it out. Maybe she'll show me how to do that. That's not really how it works. You kind of have to find that from within. And like, you can definitely do that in a relationship, but you have to like be able to separate your partner from you know fixing your insecurities and not connect the two together which can definitely be pretty difficult to manage i can see those lines blurring a lot because that person hopefully makes you feel good about yourself and then you're like oh my god i'm starting to feel better about myself because this person thinks i'm awesome but if you take that person away do you still feel awesome about yourself or does it all go away because if you don't still feel awesome about yourself you really haven't fixed anything you've just put like a band-aid over the problem like that meme where like the fish tank is like broken and there's like water spilling out of it and then this guy like just puts duct tape over this massive hole and there's still water coming out you've not really fixed the problem so i've been in a few like that i would say i've been in love three times two actual times not like adult love but like fun teenage love and then two half times (laughs) when i was an adult I was either starting to fall in love or thought I was, but I was actually being emotionally manipulated and abused. So when you put those together, it makes one full time. (laughs) So yeah, I've been in and out of relationships for a long time. There was also like a good period of time in a lot of my university career where I was uh, fresh off of being assaulted and men were a coping mechanism. Not a good one. I wouldn't recommend it. But getting into relationships was definitely something that made me feel more safe and comfortable. So I did it, even if it really wasn't the best. So that's me and my dating history. It's kind of all over the place. So I'll have lots of examples to pull from for this episode. (laughs) Okay, while Jen is picking Silly Putty off of her pants. Because she needed something in her hand so she wouldn't pick at her nails. And somehow got it stuck to her pants. (laughs) (laughs) I put my hands under my butt because they were cold. And like... I was like, this is probably a bad idea. It was, in fact, a bad idea. (laughs) I was right. It was. Yeah, now you have silly putty stuck on your butt. It's pretty hilarious. Um, I'm going to tell you a major lesson that I have learned from dating far too many men. You don't owe anybody anything. And sometimes that fucking sucks. Because that means nobody owes you nothing. But then sometimes it fucking rocks. Because it also means... That you don't owe them anything. You don't owe anybody shit. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. And you're never going to be the good guy in every story. In some people's lives, you're just going to be the bad guy. And that's okay as long as you're not purposefully doing that. And you learn from those mistakes you make. We're all human. Nobody's perfect in a relationship. And there's a lot of relationships that are really just learning opportunities. (laughs) And you're not going to always be the good guy. I know I've definitely not been the good guy sometimes. I've broken a few hearts, but I've also had my heart broken a lot. And it sucks, but it's kind of part of life. 
and it's better to leave something that doesn't serve you than to stay in something and hurt yourself, right? So that's a major lesson. Here's a story about me being a bad guy. And this is not my proudest moment, so please don't hold it against me. And I have definitely learned, and I cried about it a lot at the time, and I'm going to make fun of it now, because if I don't laugh about it, I'll hate myself. <laughs> One time, I was dating a man. <laughs> and he was a virgin. That was mistake number one. <laughs> For me, if you're a virgin, it's totally okay. But I'm really not, so I did not want to do that. But then I did. And... I can say it did not go well. And I am notorious for going far too deep, far too quickly. I shouldn't, you know, I realize I just talked about this man being a virgin and then jumped to that, but that's not what it was about. I meant like feelings wise. <laughs> like, like I fall too fast, too furious. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious movies are really just about my relationships. <laughs> anyway. This is a wild ride. I fell very fast, very quickly, uh, as I tend to do sometimes. And it did not go well. Because about three weeks in, also, I met this man on Tinder. So the first time we met was literally, like, our first date was the first time we met. So it's not like I even, like, knew him before so that I knew who he was as a person. No, this was a brand new human in my life. And you know what I decided it was a good idea to do? At the age of 22, so, like, not even a baby adult, like, I'm kind well, still kind of a baby adult, I decided after a week and a half, it was a good idea to be in a relationship. (laughs) Mistake number two. And then, then, here's the kicker. We booked a non-refundable vacation together. After three weeks, that was mistake number three. And that was the mistake that did me in. Always get travel insurance. Um, Red tag and your travel insurance provider, please sponsor us. And then approximately five days after we booked this vacation... I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't like him. (laughs) But we've already put down over three grand for a vacation, and we can't get that money back. So do I continue to be in this relationship and and go on a vacation that I've already paid for? Or do I break up with him and we're out three grand? The three grand's going to be gone anyway, and the relationship is going to end anyway. Might as well go to Punta Cana. Am I right? Probably not. I think I really hurt him. But that's the choice I made at the time. You were literally asking all your friends possible if they could come with you. So that you I could tried. Do- I tried. I really did. I really tried to like find a replacement so that I didn't have to. I obviously didn't have to. I could have just like broken up with him. I understand that now. But I really wanted to go on the vacation. And if you see my Instagram and all the booty pics, like, you'll understand why. <laughs> so sorry to this man. Afterwards, you know. We talked it out, and I was like, I'm a shitty person, I understand, I'm really sorry I did this to you. But, did you not enjoy the vacation? <laughs> before we broke up, you know, like, the before part? Um, so then I continued to date this man for about three months when I didn't really like him, and dreaded every time I had to see him. And then we went on vacation together, which I thought was going to be totally fine, and guess what? It was not fine. It was not good. <laughs> because I didn't like him. And then you know what happened? We broke up while on vacation. Because when somebody tries to kiss you, and you quite literally flinch away from them, they know something's up. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. It was like a natural reaction. And then I was like, oh my god, what have I done? I hope our podcast goes viral from this, because I'm not exposing myself for nothing. (laughs) But also I hope it doesn't, because then I'm only exposing myself to a very few amount of people. 
But anyway, moral of the story, we then broke up and came home early and I realized it was a very bad choice that I made. And, you know, he and I then like texted after, after like a few days had gone by and the waters had cooled. And I apologized very deeply for, you know, leading him on for a while because that was not okay. But I did get to drink mimosas at 9 a.m. So, and it was my birthday. But that's a great example of sometimes you're going to be really shitty. And you just have to, like, not beat yourself up over it. Because you can't undo the shitty thing that you've done. And you just, you have to, like, make sure you don't do it again. Because then if you do it again, you haven't learned anything. And then you're just, like, actually shitty. And you're not just a person trying to grow and making mistakes. So, I haven't done that again. In fact, I haven't been on a vacation with a guy since. I also have not started dating a guy after a week since that. I've learned that lesson and will never, ever, ever do that again. And if I do and I stop liking them, you know what I'm going to do? Break up with them and not take them on a vacation. Uh, so that is a fun lesson from Aaron's sister. I've also been treated really badly. I would like to just, you know, point that out there. I'm not a terrible person. I've also been cheated on. Um, I had a boy break up with me because I was boring and he enjoyed cheating on me more than he did hanging out with me and told me that my opinions did not matter and that I was annoying because I cared about him and wanted to know how his day was and wanted to make him happy. I'm not just a terrible person who treats people badly. I also get treated badly. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I wish I had a story to rival that, but I really I don't. Um, I also had an ex-boyfriend who, when he got drunk, he got really, really angry and would punch walls and fences until he bled and then would cry. So I really picked gems. But hey, you know what? You can't go down from here. You can really only go up, I hope. I hope so, too. But the possibility is there. But I think I've improved since. Because even the relationships that I've had after that one, that was, like, really bad. Because that was fourth year of university, so it wasn't too, too long ago. Where he was a piece of shit and treated me like garbage and made me hate myself. Because he hated me and he just liked having sex with me. So that's why we uh, stayed together in his brain. Thank you so much. Kind, kind sir. He was also 6'6", so, like, that was kind of nice. Um, but he also looked like a horse, so, like, that also wasn't so nice, but at the time, loved it. I was like, you're a beautiful horse man, and you're my beautiful horse man. <laughs> I didn't think he looked like a horse at the time. That was pointed out to me after we broke up. <laughs> Dude, after the fact, when you stop liking someone, and you look at them, and you're like, what the fuck did I This see? is why looks really don't matter all that much, because if you're attracted to who they are as a person, or think you are, you know, or attracted to the idea of them if they actually just abuse you, you're gonna think they're so hot, even if they're even if they look like a horse. You're gonna be like, this person is hot as shit because their insides are beautiful. And then they'll break up with you, and you'll be like, fuck, they actually look like a whole horse. So when my first boyfriend broke up with me on my birthday, I remember my roommate at the time was like, he looks like Benom Dinesh. <laughs> and then we ended up messaging him that on Instagram, and he blocked us. <laughs> I'm dead. It was, yeah, it was not kind, but it was funny. Sorry. I have no legs to stand on because I've done some shitty things. But not to most of them. To most of them, like, I was pretty good. And then if I, like, wasn't happy anymore, if the relationship wasn't going well, I would just break up with them or they would break up with me. Except for that one guy. He he definitely uh, took the brunt of it. But I was never outwardly mean i never was rude to him i just didn't 
really like him all that much romantically. And I think he could feel that. Which, of course, you can. And also, why didn't he break up with me then? I still don't understand. But besides the point, even though I didn't want to be with him, I did my best to still be like a good girlfriend to him, even though I didn't want to be there. I was never a bitch. Just like a little distant, maybe. I was also crazy fucking busy. That poor man. I feel so bad for him. If he's listening to this, he probably isn't. I hope you're well and that you found a new girlfriend who treats you a lot better than I did. Let's talk about how to navigate mental health conversations. Good call. I personally don't have a ton of experience with doing that. I honestly don't remember. I know I I definitely had to bring it up in my first relationship, but I don't remember how I did that. And it wasn't as big of a part of my life in those years as it is right now or I think I I probably should have considered it more of a big part of my life but during my first and second year I honestly was I was doing pretty okay in terms of my eating disorder but I did have a lot of other mental health issues and case in point relying on this man for my happiness problematic also in second year I didn't get out of bed until like 11 and was basically just waiting till it was time to go out and go to the bar so again problematic But yeah, I don't have a ton of experience on doing that in like the recent past, I guess. So I'll let you take the reins on that one. Okay, so I have a shit ton of experience with having to talk to guys about my mental health issues because it directly impacts our sex life. So I've had to tell a few men about it because even if we're not going to date, but we go and do the sexy time, they need to know about it. Because sometimes I cry. (laughs) Oh, fun. That's what happens when you're a survivor of sexual assault, at least for me. You know, can't speak for all of us, but I feel like I'm probably not the only one. Is that sometimes when you're having the fun consensual sex, your brain goes, hey, remember that time it wasn't like this and it was actually like a threat to your life and a violation of your basic human rights? And you're like, I don't want to think about that right now. And it's like, too bad. And then you have a panic attack. Yeah, so you have to talk to them about it because otherwise they'll be like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) So I'm very well versed in it because I have to be pretty open and honest right away. Also, um, it's very helpful because then if people are rape apologists or think that, you know, people are lying about it, you really get to know who they are pretty quickly based on how they react to that. So it like weeds out the bad ones. So there's a there's a positive to that. But I think it's really important because then you're not hiding part of you. And at the end of the day, it's going to come out at some point. And you don't have to like, you know, go into all the detail right away. You can do that later stuff. Like once you're more comfortable with a person sticks around and you like develop a deeper connection. But for me, it tends to come out pretty early on. And I'm just like, hey, so like I've been through this stuff. Just a heads up. Here's how it could affect you in the early days. Because I think that's a really healthy conversation to have. And I'm a big believer in informed consent, as should everybody. But of course I am because of what I've been through. So if I'm going to go into adult fun time with somebody, I want them to be fully prepared for anything that could happen. And that includes, you know, me crying and freaking out for a little bit, which I've never had to experience that from the other side. But I can imagine... It's a little surprising 
when everything was going so hunky-dory a couple seconds ago, and then all of a sudden, that's occurring. No, I think that's a, a good thing, though, to be so upfront about it in the beginning. I think that's something that I need to be better at when I'm approaching relationships in the future. Not that it necessarily is going to impact um, my relationships in the same way, but it definitely will to a certain extent. And even just, I am very open about it on social media and stuff like that. So I would assume that they would probably figure out pretty quick if I same. didn't say anything. Yeah. But I'm just thinking back to the last time I was dating a guy regularly and it was kind of broaching on the relationship stage and I didn't mention it at all I don't think and I kind of was trying to suppress it and I think at that point I was convinced that I was fine still I was in my pseudo recovery and thought things were fine so I was like oh do I really need to mention it yes I should probably always mention it because it's a part of what I'm going through right now but even after the fact when I eventually do reach recovery it will be a part of my past and there will be certain things that will still probably be slightly difficult not to the same extent but they will affect me in certain ways that they might not affect other people and considering I also have like generalized anxiety disorder and a bit of depressive tendency you never know right so it's something to be open about and something that I need to be better at with people that I'm close to if that makes sense like it's weird I'm comfortable putting it out there into the public internet (laughs) world but sometimes with like my friends and stuff like that I get worried that they're gonna judge me and I need to get over that you do because even if they do judge you then they're trash person and their opinion should hold no weight in your life because well trash people don't deserve to be in your life there's also an advantage of telling somebody what you go through and the things that have like a specific impact on you um, because it gives them the opportunity to leave and listen that sounds controversial but if somebody isn't equipped or prepared to handle your your mental illness your issues whatever you want to call it let them walk away because if they're telling you that they don't want to deal with that yes it feels shitty and like sometimes it can be kind of like jackassy but they're also doing both of you a favor because it's just going to cause problems and it's just going to make it difficult and they're not going to be able to support you in the way you need to be supported and that's going to make you feel shitty about yourself and the things that you're going through. So if somebody hears that and it goes, I don't think I can handle that, as difficult as that is to hear, it's a fucking blessing, man. I've had people walk away and I'm like, thank God for that. Like, it sucks in the moment 100%, but it's 1000% for the best. I think that's definitely true. And as someone who fears rejection, that's definitely, it's terrifying and it's hard, but it is for the best. And you don't want someone in your life that you're going to make things harder for them and they're going to make things harder for you. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be adding benefit to your life and positivity, not making things more difficult. So I think that's definitely really important. And I think the fear that I have, although I know it's, not necessarily based on fact, let's say, um, is the concern that because that happens with one person, I'm never going to find anyone who's able to manage my shit. And I basically just have all this baggage and I'm going to be alone forever. And it goes down that spiral. So I've been having a lot of difficulty with that lately, mainly because I don't know, at 23, you feel like everyone's dating or 
doing this and doing that. And right now that's not necessarily my priority, which is okay. You know, for real though, somebody tell me why at like 23 and 24, we feel like we're running out of time to find a man. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like what the fuck? But I'm here like, I'm running out of good years. But what does a good year even mean? (laughs) Also, we're in fucking quarantine. Like true. There's a pandemic. Why are we trying to find love? Because we want it. <laughs> it's like that Selena Gomez song. I want a boyfriend. Except I also don't. <laughs> but like, I also kind of do. I'm very like wishy-washy with that right now. I think I just want what I don't have. Because I want like the parts of a relationship. And then I get like close to that. And I'm like, Haha, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just like wildly closed off. So as soon as someone starts to like be cutesy or anything with me. I'm like, okay, I've had enough of you. <laughs> Next. It's like, oh, I like you. And they're like, wow, I like you too. And you're like, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Well, I also, I've been hurt, like, a lot, I feel like. And it's just been in a lot of almost but not quite situations. And, like, most recently, I, I don't let myself like people very easily. I don't open up easily. And the last time I did, basically got my heart broken. And it was awful. So... I really just don't feel like having that happen again anytime soon, so. That shit fucking sucks. But if you never put yourself in a position to get hurt, you also never put yourself in a position to be, like, really happy and get everything you've ever wanted. There's my truth tea for you, sis. I've actually been reflecting on that a little bit lately, too. It's been about a year since it happened. I should really get over it. But it's sad because... When you're so close with someone, and, like, the way that the situation panned out, it ended up that we got stopped kind of being friends, and we before we were close friends, and I don't know, it was just very, you miss that person, and it's weird, because it's not like we ever officially were anything, but you can't deny that there was something going on. It's life, you live, you learn, and sometimes people come into your life, and then they're not so big part of your life, and it sucks, but it is what it is. I feel that. My thing that I definitely have a hard time with is like letting somebody into my space and care about me which sounds so weird like sorry you're not allowed to care about me but I've built myself up through everything that I've been through either some of it being relationships because recovering from the guy who quite literally made me hate myself because of how he treated me I had to rebuild all of that but then also like the traumatic experiences I've been through I've like built myself back up independent boss bitch who don't need no man and I'm so type three and set on achieving shit that I find it difficult to invite another person into that space and to properly make space for them and to let them care about me I'm so good at caring about that person and doing things for them but then to like break down that wall let them into me I'm like that one is a bit more difficult for Aaron I'm literally exactly the same in that sense Like, I will care about other people so easily. I will be generous, do all this stuff, but actually letting someone get to know me or care about me or even just getting compliments, I get so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know what to say to that. Um, Thank you. But, like, even when I say thank you, you can tell I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm also still kind of scarred from mostly just this one relationship that really fucked me up where I completely lost who I was in that, and I just wanted to become anything that he wanted me to be because I was so smitten, and I was just like, this is the one who was definitely 
super emotionally manipulative and didn't treat me well at all. But while I was in that relationship, I thought he was Jesus. And I was like, I love this man. I want to be with him forever. I was a dumb bitch. But anyway, so I wanted I wanted to be like anything he wanted me to be. And that was so wrong. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, sis. Let me tell you. You do not need to change who you are for somebody else. You do not make, need to make yourself smaller for somebody else. The way you are is more than enough for somebody. Chances are you just haven't found the right somebody. Are there things you're going to have to work on? Probably. Nobody's perfect. And relationships take a compromise. And when you're your own person, you do things a certain way. And other people do things differently. So you're probably going to have to like make some adjustments. But that doesn't mean change who you are to the core of your human being. There's a very big difference between allowing somebody into your space and you know building something together than there is building a puzzle and taking a piece from a different puzzle and trying to fucking jam it in the wrong puzzle just because you want it to fit. It's just not going to be like that sometimes. Sometimes you find a person who is probably wonderful. There's a lot of excellent people out there. That doesn't mean they're for you because, you know, people have different dreams. They have different values. They have different life visions. And sometimes you can make them work and compromise because that's a huge thing. But sometimes they're just not going to work. I was in a relationship where the person wanted wanted to go out with his friends every single time we saw each other. And I'm like, hey, man, I did not drive an hour and a half to come see you for a night every single weekend to go hang out with your friends every single time because then I get no quality time with you. I don't mind hanging out with your friends. Your friends are great. We have a great time. But I don't want to do it every time I see them because uh, newsflash, I was dating you and not your friends. So it's like, it's things like that. Like, I'm not a huge bar person. Listen, I definitely want to go to the bar right now because I can't. But I'm not an every weekend kind of bar person. I'm like a maybe once a month, sometimes twice a month in the summer because it's like really nice out in the summer. But that doesn't fuel me every weekend. I like to go out and do stuff, but to like get drunk at a crowded downtown Toronto bar really doesn't do all that much for me. That sounds like hell. Which is so funny because I used to be such a party girl in university, but right, but now it sounds like literal hell. You just gotta you gotta do things that make sense for you. Like I know people who travel like a lot. I I don't think I'll get along with that person because I like to go places and I like vacations. But I'm also pretty self aware in the fact that I don't want to go stay in a hostel or like backpack through a country because uh, one I'm a high maintenance bitch. And I can't, I'm an overpacker, so that's not going to work. Two, that also just makes me uncomfortable. Like, I need to feel like I'm in a safe, secure place. And if we're staying somewhere that has a shit ton of different people, like, in the same room, that's triggering as hell. That's valid. I won't invite you when I decide to go on my trip across Europe. When coronavirus is the thing of the past. Yeah, I'm not going to want to do that. I'll support you from afar, sis, but I'm not, I'm not coming. That's, it's okay. That's you really can... not for me. I need to, like rich girl vacation which sounds quite prissy of me but part of it is also just because I wouldn't feel safe and comfortable otherwise and so I'm not going to put myself in that situation that's totally fair like that that like you you need to know about yourself and your partner to realize that sometimes things like that just aren't going to work because if that's a lifestyle somebody wants like that's a whole ass lifestyle wanderlust is a huge ass thing and I totally support that doesn't make me or them a bad person for wanting or not wanting that but that also means i'm not gonna be compatible with you 
so yeah don't change yourself but also don't try and take a person and make them the right person for you except that some awesome people aren't going to be the right person for you and you know work to find the person who is yeah i think that's super important to remember as well is you can be going on dates with someone or get to know someone and they can be an awesome person but maybe they're not the right person for you and that's fine you don't have to automatically think this person sucks because you're not compatible or you don't see it going anywhere you can still think they're a good person and that they're doing good things in the world and they're cool it's just romantically it's not there yeah for real like i'm super ambitious and hardworking, and i find it very attractive when my partner is like that and there's some people that just you know don't feel like building an empire aren't crazy ambitious but they have other things that they care about more like building a family or some other creative, I don't know. But I'm into working hard and I think ambition is super hot. But that doesn't mean I look at people who aren't ambitious and go, what a terrible person, they suck. It just means that they're not for me and that's totally okay. Dating unapologetically, you date full honesty, you date as your full self. So guess what potential suitor that's, for some reason, listening to this podcast? (laughs) This is what you get. This is me. This is all of me. You're welcome. (laughs) Let me tell you some stories about honesty. Dating is a hot fucking mess, especially like in this day and age. There's too many games. I don't have fucking time for it. Also, I'm a terrible fucking liar. That's a huge thing about me. I cannot lie for shit. Just can't do it. I'm like all me all the time. And if I have to hide something, I like I just can't fucking do it. It doesn't work. I'm a terrible liar. You can see it on my face right away. Or if I'm trying to like keep a secret about myself, I obviously keep other people's secrets. But if it's about me, I'm just like, here world, let me tell you about it. Because I can't keep anything to myself about me. So I started doing this thing where if I don't feel like going on a date with a person, I just tell them that. And hear me out. It works out really well because it's so fucking refreshing. I've met guys and we've been on a first date or haven't even like had our first date from a dating app yet and they're trying to schedule it and then the day comes and I either feel like shit because I'm anxious or I'm really just not feeling like my best self that day. I will literally be like, hey, I know we have a date scheduled today. I don't really want to go. Uh, Not because of you, but I just don't really feel like it. And they're like, honestly, the fact that you told me that is so hot and they want to date me more so let me tell you ladies don't hold back (laughs) say all the shitty things you're thinking (laughs) and just tell men that they ain't shit and then they'll be like oh my god i love her she's so honest there's no games she's so wonderful who are you today my lord um but honestly that's something you've taught me is i would always have dates scheduled and then just get super anxious and be like Aaron what the fuck do I say what do I come up with I need an excuse and then she'd be like literally just say you're anxious and I'm like no I can't do that I can't do that and then I did I've done it a couple times but it's definitely now something that I will do moving forward is like just literally being honest about it because what's the point yeah you could be like oh sorry I have this and that but like what's the point especially if you're trying to date someone and you have anxiety that's a thing that's gonna happen more than just this one time so you might as well challenge yourself in the beginning to be honest and upfront about it because you will have to be at some point and the sooner you expose them to it the better it is because if you're like trying to put on this front and this has to do with anything obviously you put your best foot forward when you first start dating somebody everybody does that 
the things that you experience, whether they're like quirks or th- things you think that are weird about yourself or like actual links that you struggle with, like your anxiety, they're going to come out at some point. But if you're like Jen and I, and sometimes you get anxiety randomly when you're supposed to have a date, just tell the guy. They really appreciate that because a lot of people lie. You know, just be honest and shit. It's the same with breakups. Oh my god. Just rip the bandaid off, man. Don't, like, don't try and hide it. I, guys will shit on me for this sometimes. And I get it, because it's kind of hard when you're on the other side. But I'm pretty stoic during the breakup. Because it goes better when I'm not incredibly emotional while it's happening. Because then I'm not saying dumb shit. If I'm, like, level-headed and calm, then I can properly communicate my point And I'm not getting upset. It's better. But they're like, you're so cold. And I'm like, I'm just calm, cool, and collected, baby. I'm sorry I'm hurting your feelings. Which I get, because nobody likes being broken up with. Like, it's, it's shitty either way, you know? Whether I'm emotional or not, this still sucks for you. And sometimes me, depending on the breakup. Because there's some breakups that I've had that have happened that have been, like, really hard on me, even though I'm the one doing it. I think uh, you're one vacation experience kind of taught you that it's best not to wait also yeah how sometimes people like fall in love with an idea of you but not who you actually are because i've had that happen far too many times where somebody falls for me but actually has just idealized me in their head and like what our life could be and who they think i am and then when the wall comes down and I let myself be vulnerable and have like the issues and I'm not that strong, resilient person that I am a lot of the time and I get like weird and silly or sensitive and have issues, they're like, wait, what? What? No, 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 no. This isn't who she is. Like, I don't understand and I don't like it and I can't handle it. And it's like I'm only in the relationship to help make them better and they're not there to make me better as well. And I can't myself and that fucking sucks don't let people put you on a pedestal they should love and hype you up but they should also let you fall down sometimes and be there for you when that happens yeah i think you have to be okay with being totally and completely who you are in all aspects of yourself as early in the relationship as you can really because i don't know i'm a big proponent too of like not wanting to waste my time so if I've been on like three dates with you and I, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not just going to keep dating you for the sake of dating you. I'm going to be like, okay, bye. Like, sorry. But yeah, no, I have other things to do with my time, which is kind of blunt. And I can be kind of blunt because I don't, like I said, I don't open up to people easily. It's, I'm just very to the point and factual about it because why would I spend my time? Or like, for example, I went on a date with this one guy who doesn't want to have kids. And I was like, okay, well, I obviously continued the date and, like, ended the date. But I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay, bye. See you later. But no, in my head, obviously, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess this isn't really going to go anywhere because I do want kids one day. And I I think that's something that even if someone changes their mind on, it's never going to be good. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, if you ever didn't. I don't know. I just don't think it's something you can really change your mind about. Obviously, you can, but I don't think it, you'll be comfortable about it in the same way, you know, because you did have that belief at one point. Yeah, know? I mean, at this age, too, like, if you're saying that, if it's like, oh, I don't know if I want kids, 
that's like one thing. But if it's like, I don't want them, don't, mm -mm, nowhere near me, and you really do, that's not going to work out so well. Yeah. No, for sure. And if you don't know, that's totally valid. But obviously, there's a difference if they're just like, straight off, no. And that doesn't, it's not bad. Like, good, that's fine. That's their choice. But it doesn't work for what I'm trying to do with my life and what I want. So we may not be compatible in the sense of being in a romantic relationship because we want different things. Doesn't mean we can't be friends. Doesn't mean we can't talk, can't get along. Especially, I think, honestly, as much as it was, I don't even know how it came up. Like, this was a first date situation, but I knew the person before. But I'm kind of glad it came up because then I, I knew. And I didn't end up leading him on or, like, neither of us got invested more into the relationship. It was also, like, right before COVID, so we went into quarantine right after, so it wasn't bad. But it's, like, good to know moving forward because you're kind of minimizing how people get hurt, you know? So. Well, yeah, if it's going to end at some point because of that kind of thing or, like, anything, right? Like, what's the point of dragging it on? The other person or you is just going to get hurt more in that situation. When you're in the dating world, you're constantly a hypocrite. At least I am. Because when I'm cutting it off and I'm being, like, to the point, I'm like, this is good. This is how it should be done. But then when somebody does that to me, I'm like, what a fucking asshole. I'm fucking awesome. How fucking dare they? (laughs) But, like, they're doing the right thing. It's just, like, when you're the one getting hurt, it sucks. Getting hurt is never fun. No, it's not. And it makes you sensitive and it makes you a hypocrite. At least uh, if you're me. But then like once I've calmed down, I'm like, okay, they did the right thing. And like, I don't actually hate their guts, you know? Because they spared me from like wasting my time. For sure. It's making those rational realizations after the fact. Because in the moment, you're emotional. And your emotions are making all of your decisions and taking over. But when you're able to reflect and be like, okay, I see where they were coming from. I can see the different perspectives. And... Yes, I was upset in the moment, but the things I said then or the things I was thinking then were fueled by that emotion, not necessarily by reality and what will be best for both of us moving forward. For real. Um, also, we've been recording for like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, we should probably stop. We should probably <laughs> close this up because I think we have so much content. Oh, also, fun fact, I am coming up on my year of not having sex. Oh my god, you're putting that in the podcast? I fucking love you. (laughs) May 18th, mark it on your calendars. Anyways, I've had my fair share of sex already in my life, so this one year of celibacy is probably well warranted. Um, I guess my closing point for this episode is, if you've been on a date with somebody, don't ghost them. Ghosting is bad. Be an adult and have the fucking conversation. Put on your big person panties and have the conversation. I will ghost people if I've never met them. If we're, like, talking on an app or some shit, I'll stop talking to you. That's fine. But if you actually, like, take the time to spend time with this person, even if it's just once, have the decency to be like, hey, sorry, I'm not into it. Because any decent person will be like, okay, cool, no worries. Thanks. The end. Don't ghost people it's rude, and then you might end up on 99.9 Virgin Radio's ghosted section, where they call you on the radio and ask why you ghosted that person, and that's fucking awkward. That's so funny. Oh my god, I love that. Um, Yeah, no, definitely. Ghosting is bad. Don't do it. 
So my takeaway from this episode is definitely to be honest and unapologetically yourself when you're dating, even at the beginning, because honestly, why waste your time? Be who you are and it'll be worth it in the end, you know? I would also like to say just be who you are because the right person will love you for that and you don't need to change who you are for no fucking man or woman or multiple people. I don't know what you're into. This episode was wild. I really hope that everyone loves it. So if you love today's episode, rate, review, subscribe, all that, then post us up on your story, share with your friends, and we will catch up with you guys in a week. Bye!